This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You got mail. Hello, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Lily Tamaran. And this is Go, Go Touch, Touch Grass, Grass, the podcast where we log in. So you log out. Uh, Millie and I are two chronically online comedians, and on every episode of the pod, we'll be breaking down the week in internet discourse, viral memes, TikTok trends, and niche influencer drama so that you don't have to. And if you like what you hear today and want to hear more, we got a Go Touch Grass Patreon already up and running with all of our test episodes, mini trending topics, a weekly newsletter, and our spin-off series Search History where we go back and break down a viral discourse from the past. <laughs> past, past not the past train <laughs> but that's a discourse that's a discourse past I need train to, discourse is a whole other discourse. yeah millie needs to stop sleeping with guys that live in jersey city and um, put a pin in that discourse. and put a pin in that discourse uh and hey don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on spotify or apple Podcasts. if you're liking the pod it really helps us out please do please that. do <laughs> um all right millie i'm anchoring today's episode i'm so excited and i have a game for you and here's here's something that's real this this is a little behind the scenes mm-hmm. i had as of last night mm-hmm. i had an entirely different game wow i was going to talk about the vibe session mm-hmm. which is the idea that even though we're not in a recession it feels like one because of inflation yeah millie and i had a conversation about this in a cab that i completely forgot she blacked, out. blacked out after our <laughs> launch party totally fine we had a little launch party it was cute we it made, was really I made cute too many cupcakes but it was but they were they really were really, really good. good and and we just finished off the ones that we took home so i had this whole vibe session game planned mm-hmm. out it was all based on this guy who said that he regularly orders $150 worth of DoorDash Outback Steakhouse. Uh, We were going to build our own $150 Outback Steakhouse order together. Also, that guy was complaining about $150, but he got two lobster tails. What is it? Two steaks and a lobster tail? He got two Bloomin' Onions, lobster tails, a sirloin steak, and a salad. So, like, he actually got a pretty good Yeah, that's $100. And you're door dashing it, and you have to tip and stuff. So then people are being like, well, you could just go pick it up, and you would maybe spend less. But we're not, we're yeah, actually we're not, not talking, talking about, about that. that. We're not even talking about that. We're not talking about that because this morning something came across my feed that was so explosive, so important that I had to change the game <gasps> to bring this discourse and hot launch, discourse and launch for the first time our segment. You got mail. Dispatch from the Animal Kingdom. Wow. We're waiting on this. I know. We have been waiting for an opportunity. So what is Dispatch from the Animal Kingdom? This is our segment where we talk about viral animals. You know, orca discourse Mm -hmm. would go here. That seal that was stealing, or it was an otter. Otter was an otter. That was stealing surfboards would go here. And biting people and shit, yeah. And now. There's like a sexy gorilla. Sexy gorilla would go here. In Japan, yeah. Um, Back in the day, not to bring the mood down but harambe would maybe go here. harambe i was i thought you were gonna say coco because we miss coco yeah the, the sign language gorilla. again this is where our animals yeah. will go and now i want to introduce you mm-hmm. 
to Neil the Seal. <gasps> Have you heard about Neil? I don't think so. Okay, Neil Neil is taking TikTok by storm. He is a 1,300-pound elephant seal. Oh, I think I know. Who is delightfully terrorizing the people of Dunnelly, Tasmania. That's yes. in Australia. Uh, An this, island off the coast of Australia. Yes, exactly. A small, kind of remote area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's home to about 300 residents. So again, wow. small. Um, and I'm just going to play you a little video of uh, of Neil here. And before I play it, I will say it's from the Daily Mail. And I will say that they've made a strange choice with the voiceover. Okay. Daily Mail. You know, I try not to use too much Daily yeah, Mail, but, but sometimes. Sometimes they're the only ones that do shit like this. Neil the Seal is making quite the name for himself during a visit outside the water. And with moves like this, it's not hard to see why. So he's an exhibitionist, really. Yeah. And he is big. He's a big seal. Yeah. Twice! Neil the Seal is making a big splash in Tasmania. So, yeah, again, I don't know what's going on with the voiceover. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> the weird, like, Mickey Mouse TikTok, voiceover. TikTok voiceover is the SpongeBob but one. The, the point, People love a voiceover. The point is, Neil um, the Seal... He's taking TikTok by storm. He's a very large elephant seal. Uh, here's another video posted by a resident showing how he kind of, he causes playful mischief. Uh, here he is kind of running down a party full of people. This is a man finding Neil in front of his home. I mean, Neil's just chilling. What would you do if you lived here and you walked out the front door to greet Neil, the seal? Someone lives here, Neil. <laughs> Neil don't give a fuck. No, Neil does not give a fuck. Someone lives here, mate. <laughs> I do like just saying, like, Neil, this is my house. So Neil knows yeah. what he's doing. Neil, listen, Neil is basically the mayor of this town at this point. Yeah. It's Neil's town. Everybody else is just, just living, living in it. it. So for today's game, I'm going to ask you, true or false, did Neil do it? Okay. These are all things that mm-hmm. maybe Neil the Seal has done in his work sort of playfully terrorizing and menacing this town. Mm-hmm. Playful terrorist. Playful terrorist Neil no. the Seal. <laughs> uh, number one, has Neil been videotaped attacking multiple traffic cones? I would say true. Yes. He has. He Neil has. has. Has Neil been videotaped attacking multiple signs for local businesses? I'm going to say yes. He has. Yeah. He has. Has Neil fallen asleep behind people's cars, causing them to have to call in late for work because they cannot move their car and he won't move? I'm going to say, yeah. He has also done that. (laughs) Has has Neil regularly beefed with and disrespected the Dunnelly police force? I mean, ACAB. ACAB seal. Yes, I'm going to say, yeah. He has. He has. Has Neil engaged in a standoff with the Dunnelly police force? I'm going to say yes. Millie, you're right again. He has done that. Uh, has me- has Neil been pushed all the way back to the ocean by locals using tarps and makeshift tools only to refuse to get back in? I'm going to say yes. And, and once again, he has done that. And this this is the final one. Has Neil chased a man in a wheelchair? Neil, no. So the answer is unclear. <laughs> because... As I was researching this episode, Neil the Seal wheelchair kept popping up as a search term mm-hmm, on TikTok, mm-hmm. 
but I could not find a video of him doing such a thing or any evidence that he had done it. Don't be dragging Neil's name in the mud. So I don't know if that's, I don't know why that search was coming mm -hmm. up, but I would say that the... <laughs> The, like accusation, the, that, yeah. the accusations of ableism against Neil are unfounded. Wow. There's no evidence of that. But everything else Neil did do. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say open invitation. Neil, Neil, Neil Lucille, <laughs> you can come. Now, we have a friend that lives or kind of like Tasmania. Yeah, we have we have a friend whose parents live, live in, in Tasmania. Tasmania. Um, so I did actually text him about this. And he is going back to Tasmania for the holidays. And I said, have your parents or you encountered Neil? And he said, no, but I am going to try to find him. Okay. So we will report back as to whether or not he We have a he correspondent can... on the ground in yeah. Australia. Exactly. Down under. Exactly. Go Touch Grass, you know, our network is wide. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just New York. No. We're New York based, but we have people everywhere. We have people everywhere. And, um, you know, watch this space for mm -hmm. potential Neil updates. Neil content. Wow. 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 I know. I know. Well, he's a prolific he's a prolific gentleman and a really great way I think to start dispatch from the And you know kingdom. what? He don't, I don't appreciate the fucking um accusations that he's, you know, harassing Chasing people, people in wheelchairs. wheelchairs. That's just not Neil. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I clicked that search term and I looked through all the videos and I did not see one video where Neil was doing that. Mm -mm. Not one. It's not like him. No, exactly. It's not, it's not like, like him. him. That's not the crime. Don't fit. No, exactly. When I and that's fit. why when I saw it, I said, "That's that's not Neil. That's not Neil. Neil's not doing that. Neil's not doing that. Neil Neil Neil's a pacifist ultimately, unless he's opposing With the police. The cops, and then you know, hey, and then hey, maybe he's. Does that still count as pacifism? We. We that, don't, that's a discourse I mean, that, for know, another day. Yeah, that's a discourse. <laughs> really, really got to put a pin in that. <laughs> um, so speaking of the discourse. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm so ready for this. I, I know, and you I know peaked. what this discourse I is. I peaked a little bit, but I um, want to hear your deep dive. So today's discourse is about the TikToker at being Julia. Mm -hmm. Being Julia is an elementary school teacher from Canada mm -hmm. who in her spare time has a fashion account in which she does she does a bunch of different types of videos. She'll do hauls. She'll do so because she's a teacher. She'll do like teacher fashion. Mm -hmm. She'll do fall fashion updates. But her most popular series is a series called Updating Classic Millennial Fits. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to just play like a little piece of her video so we can hear her. Now, you are familiar with yeah, her, I've correct? Yeah, I've seen her You've seen her before. Okay, and her videos will get anywhere between like 100,000 to 2 million views. Yeah. So she's... She's she's doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and by updating the video, by updating, she doesn't mean like taking the same pieces and repurposing them. She means like taking the same vibe yeah. of an outfit and updating it for 2023. So it's like she'll have an outfit that's like a 2014 striped sweater, skinny jeans. Yeah. And then she'll update it with like a stripe that's more in style yeah. now. And then and a, a jean, jean. Yeah, yeah, a jean cut. That's more in style now, yeah. basically. So here is Julia. I'm just going to play a little bit of her video so you can hear, like, the tone in which she delivers this message. Another classically millennial outfit. Today we're going to talk about the classic fall uniform, sweater, jeans, and boots. 
And I wear sweaters, jeans, and boots all the time. So let's talk about how we update something like this. So that's perfect. Like, that's just- I wanna keep walking. You wanna keep walking. I'm like, <laughs> you, you're well, like, I wanna know. Well. Cut over the jeans, yes. So when updating, we really wanna think about two things, the style of the sweater and the cut of the boots. So let me show you what I would wear. And as always, if you love this outfit, wear it. This video is just for people who are curious and what's trendier in 2022. Okay, so you get the vibe. Initial impression of her tone and delivery, Millie. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, again, she's saying, if you want to wear that, wear it. But if you want to know what's popular now, this is what you should wear. Exactly. And, and um, I do feel, yeah, so that's, yeah. And so you notice that she had to give this disclaimer on the video being like, it's fine if you don't want to wear these outfits or if you're not interested in updating your wardrobe. That's a very common TikTok thing that you'll see, though. Like people are already anticipating the hate because someone's like, uh, I'm going to make this recipe. I'm going to use butter. I know that you can use oil. I like butter better. If you have oil, that's fine because people will to, like comment the dumbest shit of like well what if i don't have butter yeah well <laughs> there like was the, there was that one very viral discourse about a person who was making a bean soup and it was called three bean soup and people in the comments were like but i don't like beans and then it's like then the recipe isn't, isn't for, for you. you exactly then you're not going to be making the bean soup yeah but being julia has to put these disclaimers in her videos because she has one of the most deranged comment sections okay you can possibly encounter for someone who as you just heard is really delivering a very neutral neutral yeah. message so she even more recently had to make a full video addressing some of the comments on her videos and just being like hey again like you don't have to listen to me I'm a random lady in Canada. These videos are just for people who like fashion and are interested in updating their style. You don't yeah. have to. She even ha she now also has a playlist called Let's Talk About It that's her addressing the most common hate comments that she gets mm -hmm. because people come yeah. for this girl. They, they So I went through her comment section for this discourse. I sustained... Intense psychological damage doing yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Guys, and this is investigative journalism that we're doing here. It for really you. is. I spent a lot of time looking through this girl's comment section. And I will say there are a lot of people saying, this is really helpful. I don't understand why you get the hate. Like, yeah. you, like the majority of her comment section is positive. But there is always, I would say, like a quarter of the comments are people who are pissed mm. at this girl. So I've, I've kind of... I've divided up the comments into a couple different categories, mm -hmm. and we're going to go them from, like, least to most valid. Okay. So the number one comment that she gets on every video, Millie, I want you to read these. The some variation of this. You will pry skinny jeans for my dead hands. I think she means from. From, yeah. Uh, and then she's so infuriated there. Yeah. There's type of <laughs> you can peel my ripped skinnies off my cold, dead millennial body. So that's the number one comment that she gets there. I did not realize the level of devotion to, to skinny jeans. Well, I do hear, you know, everything time and place the other day. And I got I got a lot of clothes from a clothing swap. So I, I, I have these black skinny jeans 
And like, I went to the dog park in them and like, they're great, like dog park or like running around my neighborhood kind of thing. Um, I think some people, you know, this woman who is like, I really, she's like, wait, I'm supposed to put all this body. She had like a really huge ass and like nice hips, a very curvaceous body. She's like, I'm not going to put my body in construction worker pants. Like <laughs> These are meant for skinny. Like I want my form fitting shit. And it's just like, yeah. I like a looser pant. I mean, it's all about the vibe, right? Yeah. It's all about the vibe. If I'm trying to, again, just be casual, whatever. If I want to, like, look dressier or trendier, I'll wear, like, a looser. But the looser pant, the tighter top. And, you know, yeah. I love a crop. So Yeah, I mean, I'll say I have a pair of ripped black skinny jeans still in my closet that mm-hmm. sometimes it's appropriate time to wear them. And I really don't think that being Julia is saying never wear never thro- never wear skinny jeans she's just saying for the most updated 2023 style it's usually not a skinny jean now can i say mm-hmm. in defense of the people who are hating and i don't know if mm-hmm. we're gonna get to it but she's not saying her videos aren't titled how to update former trends they specifically say millennial yes so i feel like it's kind of like that's the incendiary thing that makes people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm sure that's what's getting people to v- watch your fucking videos. So that is one of the segments I'm talking, I, I put in here, which is people who are sent into a blind rage mm-hmm. by the use of the word millennial. Yeah. So those, I'm actually, I'll skip down to that. I had that one as number three. Okay, But okay. we'll skip but to we'll it right to, now. But you brought we'll it up. Two. And then we'll go to two, because I do want to uh, yeah. know too. Um, people say, I guess I'm going to stay outdated. Immediately, no. Forever a millennial and proud. 2014 was better. Millennial style can't be outdone. I have a problem with all these people coming for us. Why can't we just wear what we want and have not have to worry about being called out? So there are people who feel, because of the way that Gen Z has treated millennials online, yeah. people get really defensive yeah. of the fact that she's saying millennial fits. Some people commented and they were like, you should just say updating 2010s fits. Yeah. Which would be... Like, as accurate, but, like you said, That's I do think putting Millennial on there is what getting more engagement. And I do think that the people that she's talking to are Millennials who don't know how to update necessarily their style from, like, when we were the ones who were in charge of fashion. And unfortunately... Gen Z is now kind of more in charge of fashion. Or like setting the trends. I would say yeah, setting, setting the trends. trends. Not in charge of fashion. I'll also say this, like, it, again, in defense of the millennial. <laughs> but it's like, for the longest time, everyone older than us was like, ah, millennials are so entitled. Ah, avocado toast. Ah, you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. It was even a long time to be like, no, we're not like teens anymore. We're like in our 30s, in our 20s. Some of us are in our 40s. I do think that a lot of millennials, and I'll I'll admit to it, I've gotten my feelings hurt by things that have been said online about us. Oh, yeah. Cringe and oh the the reply gifts. You know I love a reply gift. Oh, reply gifts are out or this and that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I have had to have my own journey with the fact that I was a Harry Potter kid. Dif- different discourse. That's different a whole day. different discourse. But I've, We're not I've going been to hurt release. by things that have been said online about millennials. And I do feel like sometimes Gen Z 
what they say is a millennial personality is actually like a YouTuber's personality. Yeah, I don't really want to hear that cringe millennial. Like every big popular thing that you guys use is from black people. Like, I'm just like, whatever, dog. It also annoys me. It also annoys me when Gen Z will be like, you guys had the chance to fix the planet and you didn't. I'm like, whoa, 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 okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was the first millennial to get into Congress. Yeah. We have not been pulling the strings here. That is still the boomers and to some extent Gen X. Like, let's not... My I voted for the first time for Obama. Yeah. I voted for Obama and I do it three times. Yeah. No, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> Calm down, Lisa. You know, you got to let that pass through because I'm like, I know they're not talking about me because I know what the fuck I'm doing and I know what the fuck I'm wearing and I know the fuck what the fuck I did. Yeah. So like, I know I'm not saying doggo or whatever. Yeah, I'm not saying any of that. So like, yeah, you can talk. You can impart this like personality or whatever. That's not me. So I don't even care. You know, whatever. But. But her comments, I think, I think people are taking that hurt that they feel yeah, from Gen Z maligning us. And it's showing up in her comment section, mm-hmm. I think, kind of unfairly. Well, and I'm also like, she is black. So, you know, or like, I can't. She seems, yeah, ethnically ambiguous. ambiguous. I'm not sure. I feel like she, what, you know, but like, I feel the fact that she also isn't. A white, white woman, blonde girl. white blonde girl. She that that also will always leave you to be the receptacle of anybody's like yeah. off rip, yeah, unconscious. Because especially the messenger, they're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let me. you tell me anything." Um, What's number two? So I'm number curious. two, the second biggest like reaction she gets is people who like don't understand the cycle of fashion are mad about it, and also like think their moms are ugly so okay so um <laughs> i'm just gonna let you read this selection of comments because there are a lot on this this is how my mom dressed in the 90s i feel like this makes people look more boxy and doesn't emphasize curves nicely not as flattering dear gen z stylish people the thing is we millennials don't want to look like our mom's looked in the 90s okay i didn't mess it up this girl just doesn't use any again they're in a blind rage commenting this i feel so torn about these they feel like what my mom wore in the 90s as a millennial my mom wore this in 1995 as a millennial this looks outdated to me i grew up watching my middle-aged mother wear this in the 90s and it always felt like it aged her that's all their people are saying. Tell me your styles from 1994 without telling me your styles. Your outfits look like 1990s. Blah, blah, blah. So the, basically everything that made us cringe when we saw our pics in the 90s came back to torture us. So I'm like, why is everyone coming for, for their, their moms? moms? I, I thought my mom looked nice in the 90s. I know, me too. I don't know why everyone's she was, like, she was pretty cool. I don't want to look like my shit mom. My like, mom oh, looked like hell every single day of my childhood. And I don't no. want to... I'm like, whoa. This is cringe. I think they mean the mom jeans because it's high-waisted, looser ankle, and all this stuff. And, like, you know, again, fashion is cyclical. So it's, like, the the immediate, like, bell-bottom or skinny, ribbed, uh, low-waisted, you know, jean was a rejection of that. Um, but then people reject that. Too. It's just, like, that is how yeah. fashion works. And that's the thing is, like, so the next kind of, like, Thing of comments are people who like 
perceive what she's saying to be that you should throw out all of your clothes, uh, which okay. is not, you know, what she's she she's saying. And in fact, personally, I think that what you should take, if you're seeing this and going, oh, my God, the 90s are back in. Just put the skinny jeans away for a little while. They'll They're going to come back. They're going to come back. It's just right now. Yeah. The, like fashion, I think they say it's on like a 20, 30 year cycle. So it actually makes perfect sense that you 90s, 90s style is back in. So it's very weird. This like people being like, oh, so the new trend is just to look like the 90s. Yes. Yeah. Because in the <laughs> yeah. 90s, and then there was also like. The 90s were like the 70s. The 2000s were like the 70s and the this and that. Yeah. And also, like, again, you know, you don't have to do anything. And again, like, if you're just going to Target or this store, like, you don't have to. You can wear whatever you want to do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to wear something more fashionable or trendy, then you have this. You don't have to throw out anything. You don't have to. And so now, basically, she's had to add a disclaimer to all of her videos saying literally that yeah. to every video being like, if you don't want to wear what I'm wearing, that's fine. So there are also the people who equate updating your outfits with trying to look younger. Okay. Um, and, or think it's just dumb to care about fashion generally. So okay. there's... The thing is, most people don't care about these new trends. The only people that really care are people in high school, which I don't... I don't think so. I mean, you don't have to care about fashion, but some people care about fashion for their entire... Life. life yeah like, some people and, and also she'll sometimes get these com she got one comment that she responded to that was like it's giving early 30s and she was like yeah i'm 29 yeah i'm not trying to look like i'm 20 i'm just trying to look like it's a 2023 yeah like a fashionable 30 year old and that's the thing i think the thing too that people don't know is that there's a difference between fashion trends and style yeah and you can style your your look with following the trends you don't have to follow every trend but it's like you're not she's not saying to wear like there is certain trends that are like the big boots the tights the short shirt skirt like the big yeah. multi-layer shit like she's not saying that she's saying wear like looser fitting jeans and like a plain sweater instead of this thing that looks like a little dated yeah and i don't think and and that goes for older women that goes for this that goes like it doesn't really matter like if you're trying to look young or not and then also if you don't like fashion period and you think it's all frivolous then don't watch the video yeah, why are you not even for a, you why are you even watching this video so yeah it's like Here's another one. Some of us aren't style chasers. We don't need what's trendy to tell us what to wear. If you're in your 30s and you're still chasing fads, then you need to grow up. Nothing will ever beat personal style and taste. Okay. And she it's sounds just, like she can't dress. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I, she's not telling you to like put butterfly clips in your hair as a 30 year old or like wear well, things. Yeah. I mean, I have, but like, <laughs> She's just saying, honestly, this is what is in style right now for like a professional woman in her late 20s to mid 30s right yeah. now. Like that's how she dresses. And I don't think that that's chasing trends, especially because if you see her style is definitely very much she leans towards the oversized trend. Yeah. She is very monochrome, which mm -hmm. is also in right yeah. now in general and i would say that she does include a lot of like 
basic staples, white tea, black tea, stuff like that. A lot of blazers. So, you know, she definitely has a style that that is her style. And there are other things that are in style right now that are more colorful, more flamboyant. I know that her style doesn't... At least like size with me as she yeah, says that. Mill- like, Millie's wearing my, very colorful very, right now. I just wonder if these women like write to Vogue and they're like, because Vogue will have... This This literally could be a Vogue article. And at the end of the day, it is very like, but what if I don't like beans? It's like she's dressing herself with stuff from her closet. If you don't like that stuff or you don't feel like it translates to you... This isn't the recipe for yeah. you. I also feel like it's there's something very hypocritical about because she'll take outfits. If if you look at these are like very Pinterest, yeah. like very classically millennial Taylor Swift red yeah. type outfits. And it's very funny to say like it was okay to chase trends in 2014 when you were wearing this. Yeah, of course. But for you to to say, okay, well now I'm gonna update my style to now, then that's you're well, trying that's to lame look, because you're, you're third. You're yeah, your you're chasing whatever, styles. Yeah. That's bad. Whatever. Uh, so, are you gonna talk about the body discourse or yeah? Because yes. I did see something and I wanna. I do have thoughts. Yes. Okay. So, another element of this, I'm wondering like what part of the body discourse you want to talk about because a lot of people. They don't like the oversized trend. They say it makes them look frumpy. And she's had to respond a lot being like, you don't have to show off your body for something to be flattering. And then there was another comment that I didn't screenshot where a woman was like, show show any of these videos to your husband. He'll definitely choose the millennial look. And I'm like, okay, who cares? I'm like, I absolutely don't give two shit. So to round this out... And we've kind of hit on this, but, like, why do we think people perceive this as such an attack? Yeah, I think people don't like to, like, feel old. I think people don't like to, like, realize that they're out of style or that, like, their cultural consciousness. But the thing is, people don't want to, like, come to the fact that they're aging or that the things that they like aren't at the center of content anymore. But the greatest thing about getting older I feel like is not giving a fuck. Like you want to know what's going on and you want to know what's happening, but you don't have to take everything in. No. But I think it's this like really loud rejection or disappointment with the things that you like aren't cool or cutting edge. That's hard for people to accept. You know, I worked with some guys who were like these older white guys who feel like the pinnacle of movies and music was the 80s. Yeah. And I'm just like, music and movies have gotten, to me, I'm like, gotten so much more impressive. Like, there are good things, but like, you're not going to even have an open mind to anything that's coming out now. It's a hard pill to swallow, but in the same time, like, it's liberating because... Now you're not beholden to what everyone else is liking. You can figure out what you like and pick and choose what you fucking want. The true freedom is to scroll away. Yeah. If you don't like this girl's videos and you don't care about updating your style and you want to die with skinny jeans on your legs, the true freedom is to scroll right on by. There's a there's a influencer who's like a food... I don't even want to... Whatever, but like... He's an influencer, and I feel like he speaks with a really heavy black scent, and it makes me uncomfortable, and his videos are so popular. 
I scroll so fast every time, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And guess what? Do that enough, and TikTok will never Never show show you you him again. But comment... And, and you leave a comment. The time. That's the thing too is if you leave a comment that's more than five words, TikTok and Instagram also pick up on that. Like that's considered high engagement. So if you're leaving a paragraph being like, "I'm 40 and I don't care about any of this trend chasers. I don't need to do that." It's like TikTok is now going to serve you updating millennial fits outfits all the time. Yeah. So, just scroll on by and go touch grass. And go touch grass, people. Ah, uh, I'm so excited for today's curse content. I'm I'm really excited because guys, just behind the scenes, Millie has been keeping a lock on this. She said, I do not want you to see what this is. And I, I respect it. I respect it. I have no idea what this is. I've worked really hard to keep this a secret. This is cursed content. Okay. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to go to the butcher every day and get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's just not going to happen at this time of year Mm -mm. or any time of year. And that's why I go to Good Chop. Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. The products are vacuum-sealed and frozen at peak freshness, so you can stock your freezer and cook what you want. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breasts, pork tenderloin, and thick-cut bacon, just to name a few. They also offer sustainable and wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallops, shrimp, and more. I loved the ribeye steak. Yeah. That was my favorite. I really can't say enough good stuff about Good Chop, you guys. We got our boxes, and I've been eating well. I know, and the steak, like... It was just such a good quality yeah. cut of steak that you can tell, like, it really didn't even need that much seasoning. Like, sometimes you have to over-season these cheap cuts of steak because they don't taste good. But the marbling and everything was just so delicious and yummy. Yeah. It was great. The bacon's really good, too. Like, thick, yeah. good, Yeah, and you don't have nice to go to bacon. the grocery store with that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's genuinely... Really, really good. And unlike many other companies, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. And it won't cost you a fortune. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. Good Chop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients only the good stuff. They're so confident in the quality of their cuts. They offer a 100% money back guarantee. Love Good Chop or get your money back. Go to goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 and use code touchgrass120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code touchgrass120 at goodchop.com slash touchgrass120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash touchgrass120, code touchgrass120. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, 
Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Cursed. Okay. Elise. Okay. Have you heard of the term? Christian BBL. I'm just taking it in. <laughs> a Christian I'm, BBL. I'm letting the term waft over me. No, I have not heard the term Christian BBL. <laughs> well, Elise, last week the term was trending on Twitter, okay. on Black Twitter, and it all started. It all started from a Christian YouTube influencer that goes by the name Sophiology. Born Sophia Idahosa, and she shared a 39-minute video where she detailed the procedure where she got a Christian BBL. So she, so she is a Christian influencer, and she got a BBL. And she, she talked about like how she got the procedure. She explained that she went to a Houston cosmetic surgeon named Dr. Jung Money for liposuction. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jung Dr. Jung Money for liposuction <laughs> and a fat transfer to her hips. And her recovery will be six months overall. <laughs> so her Christian followers started castigating her for doing such an evil thing. How can you say you love Christ and you're getting a BBL? Yeah. To please them, she said, no, it's a Christian BBL. <laughs> People got more confused. Despite Christians believing that natural bodies are more religiously acceptable, she says that. She got permission from God to get this BBL. Mm -hmm. So she says, okay. here's a clip from her vlog called, titled, Vlog, I Got a Christian BBL, addressing hate comments, how I feel about my results now. <laughs> Elise, you know, now you know why I worked so hard to keep it from you. <laughs> because you need to know that there's a Christian BBL out there. God is shining upon us. Isn't God like, <laughs> like he created the bbl in a way like every, like before sure. the bbl sure. he created the fat ass so here's the i got a christian bbl that's the title of the blog vlog right i got a christian bbl Get me wrong i get there's people that are like pro natural bodies like don't do anything to yourself don't give veneers don't do this one don't do that one i understand i'm not personally that person like i'm here for anything that makes you look better feel better have more confidence and just enjoy your life i also get that there are people that look up to me for certain things i hope there's other things you can find to look up but if it's that i should have big back and wide waist hold on <laughs> that's not what i want you to look up to me for and whatever choices i make in my life i beg have your disappointment and make a decision do you love me yes or no genuinely Genuinely, all jokes aside, I can tell that even some of you that were like disappointed, like, why did she have to do this? I hate that she did this. You're still here to support. And honestly, that means a lot to me. I'm being true to myself and that's not easy. So it feels good. It feels good. So, um... So is what makes a Christian BBL... <laughs> is it a Christian BBL because she's Christian and got the BBL? Is there, yeah, so the comments are, is there a part where she tells us what a Christian BBL is? The world wants to know. Calling it a Christian BBL. Um, so she says that she calls it a Christian BBL because 
she insists that she got spir- spiritual permission from God to get Love the it. BBL. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, the explanation wasn't accept- acceptable to many social media users. It's acceptable to me. Okay. <laughs> so I, I say sure. Yeah, yeah. You ask God for a BBL. If I, you can get a BBL. And he said, yeah. <laughs> so I think this is cursed because, again, and cursed content is like, content that makes us you know question about the state in the world Mm -hmm. you know as i like to quote donald trump (laughs) america is going to hell as i like to quote donald trump Trump, (laughs) the usa is going to hell and um i think it's i personally think it's cursed because a lot of her language is the invocation and appropriation of both body positivity and christianity to justify probably what is arguably one of the most dangerous cosmetic surgeries one can get because there's a lot of veins in your ass mm-hmm. that you can and in the recovery is six months. You cannot sit down or lay down for six months after this. And to just be like, oh, like I'm gonna do what's good for my yes, like and I'm not against surgery. I'm not against any plastic surgery. Do what you we, want. Do what you want. I'm just like, I hate when people co-opt body positivity, which is about accepting and, and people being treated with respect and love for um their natural body. For their natural body. For that to be co-opted for um you know just to get a BBL. To get a BBL and say that God whatever. And that God wanted you to get a BBL. You know what? is coming up for me What's coming up top for of mind is this is kind of a reverse black china because black china became christian uh-huh. and got her bbl taken out yes so it's just interesting to yeah. see you know she the got difference. all her, her surgeries removed. she got everything removed but i i remember the bbl the specifically. bbl specifically because the bbl removal is as intense as the as bbl putting in, in insertion well there's there was a lot of so the memes were crazy. They were so fun. And there was a lot of memes about Christian BBLs. And um, someone was like, is it because it's like you get it around Easter and it comes back? Somebody, So somebody put a really beautiful, um, there's like a, a photo of Black China in front of a cross. And they put like me after I get my Christian BBL. Here. I will say that like, and I'm not an expert and I'm not like a member of like the Christian religious community, but I don't think that Jesus says anything one way or another about the BBL. I don't think so I d- either. I, I, I did. I can't recall at least. I can't recall. I did go to a Christian elementary school where we had Bible study, and I am fairly certain that Jesus is at least neutral on the BBL, and mm-hmm. it's not even like a like a gay situation where okay jesus didn't talk about the bbl but it's in the old testament i don't even think the old testament the old testament probably doesn't have anything about BBL. doesn't address the bbl so i i really actually think you know a bbl is neither christian nor not christian i mean it's probably the most atheist (laughs) (laughs) it's agnostic Uh, a bbl is agnostic well i do feel like if you know, you might need to find God if you <laughs> maybe you need a stronger relationship. If you say, you see, the thing about the thing about God is that he came to Moses and he said, you need to, like, free your people and go somewhere else. God talked to Sophia. She, he's like, you need a BBL. You need a BBL. So just yeah. God. God has said wilder things. Sure. You know, God mm-hmm. came to the Virgin Mary and he said, 
you're pregnant with my son. And, you know, and then he went to Joseph and said, your wife's pregnant with my son. And then he told Sophie. And he said, so Sophie, you You need need a BBL. BBL. And you have to get one. And just a little bonus of cursed content. I just want to leave you with this little nugget um, real quick. God told me and my husband to create the very first Christian nightclub here in L.A. Right now, Christians have nowhere to have fun. Like, we're not going to normal clubs. We're not going to bars. We ain't going to parties. So Christians need a space to turn up in a wholesome environment that allows us to just be united for Jesus, okay? This is the start of a humongous movement, okay? There will be Christian spaces on every corner representing fun that we can have without weed, drinks, and other worldly stuff. So right now, this one is coming to L.A., God is sending a lot of messages. Start a nightclub. Get a BBL. Yeah. I did not realize, you know. God's not talking to you, at least. No, God God hasn't said shit to me. I got to be honest, but. I, Can you imagine in America where there's a place for Christians to go on every corner? <laughs> you know what? I'm in- like. You mean church, bitch? Yeah. Also, th- this is kind of what Hillsong Church was. Well, not to, not to well, but put a pin in that well, discourse. Put but, a pin in that discourse. That but, was a great documentary. But that is kind of what Hillsong was trying to do: is be like, let's have a place for sexy Christians to listen to like Christian rock and be Christian. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why a Christian couldn't go to, go a to the regular and club and just not drink or smoke. Well, they don't want to be tempted. Yeah, they don't want to be around the worldly stuff. Mm-hmm. What music are they going to play at the Christian Probably club? Christian hip-hop. Probably Christian hip-hop. Probably Christian hip-hop. Well, well you know what? If they want to do that, God God told... You know what? God, God told, told them to start the club. <laughs> so who am God I? God didn't say anything about Gaza. God no. didn't say shit about poverty. No. God didn't say shit. God said... God said start get a club. A BB, start a club and get a BBL. Get a BBL. <laughs> And that's that on that. That's our cursed content segment. And it cursed it was. Cursed it was. Cursed it was finally, at least. All right. I'm excited for this because this topic I do know about. Yeah. we. (laughs) This topic I almost was like, I'm going to do this for the discourse. And Millie was like, we had a conversation about me doing it for Grasshole in the car after our launch party. And I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Uh, I literally that. am like I want to talk about this and she's like oh my god great idea I want to talk about this and the next day she's like I want to do this and I'm like Elise and you're like you were like do you not remember and I was like no I remembered was hung over in bed all day absolutely <laughs> did not remember but I'm excited to talk about it now great because uh, the grass hole of the week goes to Kate Curran and this is all about book drama Ooh, book and, drama. and authors good and reads. all and good reads yes now I Goodreads is an American social cataloging website that allows individuals to search its database of books, annotations, quotes, and reviews. Users can sign up and register books to generate library catalogs and reading lists. They can also create their own groups of book suggestions, surveys, polls, and discussions. These are people who are avid readers. This is fun. Like, they're on Goodreads all the time. Yeah, and my understanding is that, like, as an author, especially, like, a new author, yes. even a self-published author, yes. Goodreads is, like, very important. Yes. And also fraught yes. place to be. <laughs> somebody described, somebody said, is there a place where I can, I can, um, 
chronicle like what I've been reading that's not like Goodreads. Goodreads is literally like people under a bridge stabbing each other. <laughs> like and if you don't know why, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, I think that I think that Goodreads can can get a lot of drama. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Again, like Elise said, it's an important pillar of independent authors and they rely on good reviews just like we do. We yeah. rely on and, our, and leave a five leave star, star five star review for this podcast. Give us a good us rating. So we need so <laughs> Basically, in early November 2023, somebody made a slew of fake Goodreads accounts to review bomb a few 2024 debut books the authors gave a bunch of one-star reviews to books by new authors like danielle jensen and molly chang amongst others in addition one of the accounts called tasty spam put other debut authors under lists called fake reviews bad writing so so sometimes you know and i know you're not on twitter anymore but for example, something like Twitter would do is like if, if people like you, they'll put you on a list like, you know, I'll have some of my tweets. People think they're funny. Once in a while, I'll get a notification. Steve Johnson puts you on his comedians, like funny yeah. comedians or like Jessica Hen, whatever, puts you on not funny comedians yeah. list. They're like comedians who like suck woke list. loser list yeah woke loser <laughs> list i've been on a lot of woke loser lists so it's the same thing you can put a book and be like i like this book or like if you're looking for rom-coms with strong female leads go here or you can or like this person said this is bad a uh, bad writing list you know so people were obviously distraught why are why are my books i'm in like a self-published author i'm an independent author why are my books getting one-star reviews and apparently there's an author slack channel which again any new slack or like mm -hmm. you know whatever group it's gonna go it's down it's gonna go down it's gonna go down in the niche slack channel in you the niche, know that it is exactly so the they went on a you know all the authors are on their author slack channel and they try to figure out what's going on and they found out that every single spam uh, account that low rated everyone's book was giving kate Coran's anticipated debut crown of starlight five stars shady mm. shady shady on december mm -hmm. 6 2023 mm -hmm. which was like last week debut author ziran um j jow tweeted if you're if you as a debut author are going to make a bunch of fake goodreads accounts one star bombing fellow debuts you you're threatened by you can at least not make it so obvious by upvoting your book on a bajillion different lists with those same accounts so basically yeah. she's like if you're gonna do this shit don't make it so obvious then in the slack channel shit got crazy kate said it wasn't me it was my friend lily and then she shared screenshots of a conversation with her saying to her friend Lily, Lily, what the hell? What are you doing? Why'd you why'd you give these books one review, one star reviews and my book five star reviews? What the fuck is your problem? And Lily's like, I'm sorry. I thought it was helping. And Kate's like, I can't believe you did that. But guess what? There's a problem. Some timestamps on Kate's conversations with Lily said today while others said yesterday so the timestamps were all fucked up and on top of that lily's discord account has been deleted there was no profile of lily people weren't sure lily even existed so it's interesting to me how not slick this, this was. person is like 
to use the same account that you're downvoting to upvote, that's amateur sloppy. hour. That's amateur very, hour. very sloppy. She should have gave herself one or, or, or five-star other people, but that, again, not count. Yeah, and if you're going to doctor some receipts... The timestamp is a crucial yeah, element for you to make sure it makes sense. Yeah, but this person's not thinking. So people weren't convinced that it wasn't Kate. No, I wouldn't be. Well, and I'm not. And you're not. <laughs> then author Bethany Baptiste. This is funny to me, but strangers want to know. So y'all don't support that author uh, while simultaneously not supporting the debuts affected anyway. That's why nobody's saying anything right now. This is hot tea for y'all. Meanwhile, debuts have to deal with an albino snake in the hen house. Let us process this. So again, the kind of gist of that thing is like, while you guys are all laughing about this crazy tea, it has a negative effect on a lot of debut authors. Like those one-star reviews aren't going away, like all this stuff. And now we have to deal with a traitor, an albino snake in the hen house. Well, people did not like the albino snake in the hen house. They called it ableist. Mm. They called it ableist, which I'm like, that person needs to go touch grass. Yeah. If you don't know that saying, you need to go touch grass. Um. Anyway, when Kate had no recourse, she went online and admitted it. She finally admitted that she did it in an apology and said that she'd been struggling with depression, alcoholism, and substance abuse. Uh, and she had a psychological breakdown, which again is not funny. Is not. It's a very real thing. We're not going to make fun of that. But I'm just saying, Elise, have you ever struggled? Well, personally, if you live in New York City, you've struggled with all those things <laughs> depression alcoholism substance abuse yeah have you ever had a depression alcohol abuse substance abuse issue so bad that you were kind of racist online um i i really hope not yeah. um i would say no i mean i would say that i'm not photoshopping things like there's yeah. just a lot of intentionality yeah. behind creating multiple fake accounts, review bombing certain people, yeah. upvoting your stuff, creating fake, uh, yeah, fake receipts for this conversation. Like, it's too much stuff and time to feel like you can attribute it to, like, an acute mental health episode well and i and i and i guess i didn't i wasn't clear about this earlier but a lot of the authors that were pointed out that were one star reviewed were up-and-coming people of color authors. yeah you know kate was specifically kind of targeting people of color authors which people were uncomfortable about another thing i read about this because i i had seen this discourse is that something that a lot of people were saying is that this kate crane she actually had the world handed to her on her. She had everything that an author would want for exactly. their debut. She had an actual publisher behind her. She had an agent. agent. All of this stuff. Apparently, the book that she was writing was pretty well anticipated because she's a member of the... Um, Rilo, the, the which Raylo. is... Raylo, Raylo, which is uh, a whole... F oh, my God. It's a Star Wars fandom dedicated to shipping Rey and Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. So I guess she rose to prominence in that fan fiction world. Because and then, those, a lot of people who are make fan fiction about that, like 
they are also authors and they have a, a whole community. Well, fan when we fiction, start talking about fan fiction, it gets crazy. Yeah, fan fiction becoming real books in the real world is like a whole thing because Fifty Shades of Grey was Twilight fan fiction. Exactly. So I think that her book... One day your fan fiction where, where a hot... What is it? Somebody who's smarter than Hermione and hotter named Yes, Elise. listen, it was her name was Addie. Oh, sorry. My, my <laughs> fan fiction self-insert's name was Addie. Okay. And her mom was the Wizarding World's most famous model, which okay. is why I was allowed to go to Hogwarts in my fifth year. Okay, you so keep get saying, it right. You're saying you and then Addie, you're switching it up a lot. I am Addie. So, okay, and I'll okay. be clear yeah. that I am Addie, but I didn't want to say that at oh, the time. Okay, okay, okay. But either way, I do think that this book she was writing was kind of a Fifty Shades of Grey Twilight fanfiction situation. Like she, it was maybe originally Raylo fanfiction that became And then this it turned book. out, but like, yeah, a lot, a lot of people start with fanfiction and keep pushing their things and then it actually can turn into a career for some and she was one of these people. And um, again, and it was not only in a... Um, not only like much anticipated, but it was like part of there's like book subscription groups, like a book club. Yeah. Shit. So she got like a book club shit, which is like automatically 20,000 or 10. You yeah. Know like, like if you get into book of the month, or book something. of the month or something like a lot of people are going to read it. And she kind of squandered it herself out of jealousy for other people. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, who among us hasn't five starred our own? Stuff. Oh, I'll tell I you, if you look at this podcast right now, first the very seven. first review says, this is my podcast and oh, I wow. really like um, it. I, I don't leave a comment. Me. I'll just put a five star oh, review. It's me. And it says Ali Mo, and that you'll find it. It's me. That's so funny. Five starring your own shit. That's part of the artistic process, I believe. But to downvote other people. I would people, never downvote anybody else's shit. I would never shit. be doing that. That's where she went wrong is to actually go and, yeah, be... So I'll jealous make five that star you're reviews gonna... and oh, I'll okay. make a bunch of fake accounts and five star my shit. That honestly, that's Charge part it of the, the game. game. Exactly. <laughs> Charge, it to, the Charge game. it to the game. If she had just stayed there. But she just had to get nasty with yeah, it. Yeah, but to actually go and downvote other and, people. And is then where not it's to come up. out with it automatically and just be like, yo, my bad. I have to actually I need because somebody mentally all there is not going to do this. Like somebody no. who's like in a good place mentally is not going to um d- uh, downvote all this shit. But like, yeah, it's like, yo, you know what? I'm so sorry. I, my bad. I'm going to come out with it. Like, this isn't cool. I'm going to talk to like, I'm going to seek treatment and talk to friends. And I let shit. the anxiety and pressure of a book release get the best of me. And like, I gave into my worst impulses and that's fucked up. I'm also wondering, like, can she delete the accounts that she did this from? I mean, she should now. Or change the reviews or something? Like, is there, like, a retroactive way she can do better? I know. Well, the thing is that her debut got canceled. Her publishers and agents dropped her. And everything else was completely squandered. Again, the sad thing is that she did have a really promising career. And that's the thing is that you can't like, but you know, that's why I'm calling her grass hole because guess what? Listen, I'm not, we've all been a little jealous. We've all been like hating. Some people I think aren't funny, aren't whatever, getting shit, getting jobs, fucking people who started out like that is part of the game. But guess what? I'll text Elise. I know. I'll text Marsha. 
I'll text, I'll text some friends. I'll, but, and guess what? I'll walk my dog. Yeah. I'll go see family. I'll go to a spa. You got to get off the internet because it's, it's not in a fucking matter. You got to go touch grass. You got to go touch grass. So, okay, Karen, go touch grass. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And what an episode this was. What an episode this was. You guys, that was another episode of Go Touch Grass this week on the Patreon. Again, we have our search history that came out last week with the Gorilla Glue, Glue Girl Justice for Tessica Brown. Mm-hmm. And we have a mini, mini trending episode on the topic, on the saga of Matt Rife. Yep. And we recorded it two weeks ago and Elise has to go back and record I more. I have to update. So much has happened with that guy. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing saga and we're going to keep you posted on our Patreon. We're going to keep you posted Without further ado, and guys, please don't forget to rate and review us. Don't review bomb us. Don't review don't bomb create us, fake please. accounts and one please. star us. Create as many fake accounts as you want to five star us. That and, I don't care. And I'll tell you something. If you're jealous of me, if you feel like I'm really doing a lot, if you feel like you're jealous of me, text me. Because I'll send you a screenshot of my bank statement. And then you will feel better about yourself. Absolutely. I promise you I can provide similar receipts. Yeah. So So (laughs) don't fucking one star us. We're doing our best. We're we're out here doing our best. We're out here. We're just trying. God damn it. So anyway, please review us. Five stars. Rate. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. And don't forget. Go Go touch touch grass. grass. That was a HeadGum Podcast.